You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. If you go in with enough force and you fuck it up, then you have to pay more of a penalty. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't. It's a head eye, it's a head eye, end story. Make it black and white. Why are we putting grades on things? Hello everyone and welcome to episode 70 of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni. And join with me on the panel are my co-hosts. Different moods this week for my boys. The happiest of happies, Nicholas Guild and the saddest of sads, Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? Just like you said, sad. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Bring it in. Bring it I've in. I've got boys. um sorry to cut you off, Gilly, but I've got I've got some good news for you. Um, Dan. Oh dear. Well, last year, South made the grand final. This oh. year, Parramatta's made the grand final. That can only mean next year that the Bulldogs make the grand final. Clarky, you've read my mind. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> how, <laughs> how did you know? I, I, you know what? I I hope so. We're two from two so far on the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I'd like, I'd love to see it. Yeah. But you know Let's... what? They did make the they did make the reserve grade final. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, on that, <laughs> in yeah. of the four grand finalists, I've I've successfully picked three out of the four. And on that, I'm not picking the Bulldogs to make next year's grand final. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm... You should be sorry because they're going to make it and they're going to win. <laughs> I'm not yeah. picking them to make the grand final. I'm going to pick them to make the eight. Oh, aren't you sweet, Nicholas? You, I think you're in a, a good mood, Nick. For a certain reason, mate, I'm happy that my team won. Mate, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty yeah. exciting, Nick. Tell us how you really feel. Even, even though, mate, I'll caveat it, mate. It'd be nice to uh, to win and score tries without throwing NFL's type forward passes. But <laughs> what else? Uh, <laughs> we we got to get into Graham Annesley's um, review of. The preliminary finals when we uh, give our recap. It was Ford. It was Ford. Oh, we'll talk anyway. about it. We'll talk about it. I don't think I've I don't think I've seen anyone just to just to spoil uh the um the surprise. I don't think I've I've seen anyone say that it wasn't forward. And if anyone that does, they're blind. <laughs> but anyway. Boys. That means that, that means my wife's blind. She no, she didn't forward. say she didn't say yeah. went back. She oh, said it wasn't forward. No, no, no. She is blind. <laughs> Clarky, you're you're married to a blind woman. Yep. <laughs> anyway, boys, the stage is set. The Penrith Panthers will contest their third grand final in a row against the Parramatta Eels in an all-Western Sydney NRL grand final. How exciting is that? You know what makes it even better is that we all predicted this in our pre-finals episode. I'm not going to say pre-season, but... But, but, Clarky, Guilty, you both said that the Eels would be winning the Premiership in our Crystal Balls prediction episode at the start of the season. Versus the Storm. No, 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 no. I didn't say Penrith. No, you said, Clarky said the Roosters would be playing Para. 
Yep. And you said uh, you said Parry would win. I said Storm would play Penrith and Storm would win. Uh, wrong. Um, Nick, I believe you said Penrith, but I haven't checked. I'm going to find it. Okay. Okay, you find it. But anyway, unfortunately, Clarky for you, uh, there's no ultimate jersey bet in 2022. Uh, you brought up the best stat is that last year the Rabbitohs made the final. This year it's Parramatta. 2023 is going to be the Bulldogs. Can't wait. Can't wait to have a positive season for my boys. Yeah, 2023. If not 2023, 2024. We'll just wait till then. I'm happy to wait. But Nick, I want to put something forward to you uh, mm-hmm. whilst you're in a good mood. So it's more of a, a pinky promise, if anything, but let me know what you think. Okay. If Parramatta win the NRL grand final, yeah. will, will you pinky promise that you will wake up at all hours of the morning to watch some Rugby League World Cup fixtures with me. Yeah, I was going to do that anyway. Nah, but you have to do it. You have to do it if Parramatta yeah, wins. Yeah, I, I, I pinky promise. You I, pinky, I pinky promise? promise if Parramatta lose. Oh, that's uh, Ryan, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Ryan? I did. I like it. Shows what the pinnacle of the game is, eh, boys? International game. Hmm. And Gildy, Gildy you're, you pick Para for the Premiers. Yep. But you also picked St. Helens for the Super League. Mm. Oh, I might have changed pick, my mind halfway through the season. <laughs> you picked you pick Tonga. You picked Tonga for the Rugby League World Cup. Oof, that's big. I, 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 I want to change it to Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, on Samoa, actually, Gildy. Uh, look, we're not going to get in into much depth um, with the international game this episode. Next week, in episode seventy-one, we're going to deep dive into all the drama of all the players reneging on Australia to play for their heritage nations. Me, obviously, uh, I'm salivating at the idea that a lot of these players are leaving Australia because I don't care about Australia. I kind of tell the kangaroos to get fucked after every episode, weirdly enough, if everyone listens to the hour and a half to two hours of each episode each week. But we will get into it more next week. But just for those that missed it very quickly, for Samoa... Stephen Crichton, Joseph Suwali'i, and Murray Talangi have committed to Samoa over the Kangaroos. And like I said, a lot more has happened, and we're going to talk about it more next week. But off-air, boys, I do want to poke the bear just quickly. Um, You both shared to me, obviously for me to bite, that Paul Kent disagrees with what's going on. And Gordon Tallis. And Gordon Tallis with the international game and international eligibility. I want to know, before I have my say, what your problem is with it, Nick. I just think I think that the Samoan players who play for Samoa and players who play for Tonga should be treated the same as players who play for New Zealand. If and, you, and England. Uh, and England. And England. They're too strong now to be considered tier two nations. You shouldn't be able to play Origin if you if you if you pick to play for one of those sides. Clarky. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I zero percent, zero percent. Yeah, but I don't. So, you don't. You you you. But see, the thing is, when you disagree, mm. you disagree, yeah. and and you talk about everything but Origin. What you you talk about the international game, and you talk about the it, it grows this and it grows that, but you don't you don't talk about Origin. 
Talk, tell me, tell me about Origin. Tell me how it helps Origin. Well, it doesn't hinder Origin because the players that are mm. eligible for. Wait a second. Let me say my piece. Whoever hummed then, I think it was Nick. Whoever. Oh, well, okay, Clarky. <laughs> um, these players that are gr- that have grown up, and I've said this on a previous episode. I can't reference which one off the top of yeah. my head. If you've grown up in New South Wales, like let's say Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, they've grown up in Mount Druitt in Western Sydney of New South Wales their whole lives, but they have Samoan heritage. They are not a T1. Wait a sec. Have I finished? Have I finished, Nick? Have I finished? I can combat what you're saying, though. Let me finish first. (laughs) They've grown up in Western Sydney. Samoa is a tier two nation. Reason why it's a tier two nation is because rugby league is not run professionally in Samoa or Tonga or Cook Islands or, or nearly PNG. PNG is nearly there. But they are tier two nations for now. They are eligible to play for Samoa if they also qualify under the Australian eligibility rules. I like it. I like that they changed it this year that you have to select it one nation per year. They want to make it every four years. Some people like Gordon Tallis and Paul Kent say, once you pick a nation, you pick the nation. But Which I agree with. What's your combat, Nick? My comeback is this. There are players who play, who are New Zealand born, hmm. who have been over here before they were whatever the, whatever the ages are, 12 or 14, I can't remember. 13, actually. Who aren't allowed to play, who are not allowed to play Origin. And they're in exactly the same boat as Jerome Luai, Brian Toto and all that, but no one ever says anything about them. So in in my view, it's tough. If you so pick like, to play for Samoa or Tonga, you play you play for Samoa or Tonga. That's your team. Are you saying like Ronaldo Mulatalo, who's not no, eligible no, no, for I, Origin? I, I, I'm not 100 sure which. I'm, I'm almost positive there'd be a player currently playing in the New Zealand team who who was born in New Zealand but could play for Australia because of the eligibility rules. If New Zealand were considered a tier two nation, I'm just saying it's unfair. Yeah, Ronaldo Mulatalo. If he's, if, he, he if he's missed, one, he's one. He missed out by like six months or whatever it was. He couldn't play for Queensland. But if he was... Yeah. He could play for Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. makes no sense. What? So, well, so you're stop, saying, stop, 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 so you're stop, stop. Saying, if you're a Perth-born player, I've had I've had this argument with you definitely last year. Curtis Roan is a good example. He's Perth yeah. born and bred. Wait a second. He's a Perth no, 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 born no, no. and you bred change, player. You changed the argument. What I was saying was this. I wasn't talking, I was, wasn't talking about for Australia. I was talking about for New South Wales or Queensland. There are there are New Zealand born players mm. who have come to Australia before their 12th or 14th birthday. I don't know who they are. I, I, I could find some for you by next episode mm. that would probably be able to play Origin, but aren't allowed to because of the Origin rules, because they don't play for a Tier 2 nation. And I just think that's unfair. That's because what I'm saying. Because they selected New Zealand? Australia. Because they selected New Zealand, you're saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then let the New Zealand let let the New Zealand eligible players that were that were born and raised in New South Wales or Queensland, yeah, play Origin. No, I don't want them to play either because it becomes an All Star game. That's the that's the uh, the double edged sword of it, isn't it? No, but it's not a double edged sword. You you got one rule for one lot of people and one rule for everyone else. It's unfair. Well, once they, I think, once they 
figure out this eligibility, if they're going to upgrade them to tier one nations or if they scrap it all together, it's going to be very interesting because Look, it's made the international is, game a lot better the way they've done it so far. This is, this is the other thing, right? Obviously, people, one of the arguments is that there aren't enough class players to play Origin if you take away those uh, pl- those players of Samoan heritage and those players of Tongan heritage. But the thing is, I watched. I know it was against uh, the PNG, the PNG Prime Minister's thirteen, and that's mm. fine, right? I don't think the PNG national team are going to be too much better than that. Australia used players that uh, have picked to play, want to play for Australia. Not all of them will be in the Australian squad, and they they trounced them. And there's enough players in Australia they can pick. They can pick that can play Origin without being from Samoa or Tonga or New Zealand or England. That 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 uh, uh, that gay that Papua New Guinea thirteen sorry that Prime Minister's thirteen Australia v PNG was a second tier Australia side which is still very strong versus a legit Papua New Guinean side like right. I don't none none of them are really from Queensland Cup either so they're gonna have, have a much better side been, than that yeah uh, man I they think will some players they're obviously Justin Allen they will have a better side but what I'm saying is I, they they just outclass them man. Yeah, hundred percent. They all sixty four to six, uh, sixty four to fourteen. But like, you can't gauge that for Papua New Guinea. They're going to have a lot, a much better, much stronger side than yeah, what they you're had. You're going to have a better Australian side as well. So that's of course the, you will, of course you will. But it won't yeah. be sixty four to sixteen. I'll tell you that now. Well, I don't know. It'll be close. Maybe yeah. not sixty four. Maybe in the fifties. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to see Papua New Guinea versus Australia legitimately for uh, a sanctioned test match. But anyway. Um, we'll move it on, boys, because this is grand final week. Very, very exciting. More exciting for you, Nick. Unfortunately, Clarkie, your team bowed out in the prelims, but a great effort for Rabbitohs five years in a row. I think that's success. And, you know, I wish I was making a prelim every every year for five years rather than being in the bottom four for the last five years, which is what's happened. So, you know, kudos to your club. Uh, Nick, obviously, you're very excited. Got a lot of para fans coming out of the woodwork now that, you know, happen to go for Parramatta, weirdly enough. But anyway, it's a huge episode this week. We're going to start with recapping the prelim finals. We're going to preview the NRL grand final straight after that. We will then check in around the grounds. Clark is going to step out for that uh, as usual um, because it's all our non-NRL-related rugby league coverage, which Clarky obviously loves, but he has to step out during that time for some reason. We're going to talk about the Super League grand final, the Man of Steel winner, the NRLW semis, the grand finals for the Queensland Cup, New South Wales Cup, and the under-21s jersey flag, the return of the state championship. Clarky, you called it. It's it's confirmed. And lastly, we're going to just give the results of the Australian PM and Papua New Guinea PM 13 matches. The back end of the show is our fan favourite bunker review segment. Clarky is going to run trivia this week. We don't know what the topic is yet. Kiwi and I don't know what it is. Clarky does, so we're G'd up. But, boys, the NRL prelim finals recap. There's two left, boys, two teams, Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers. Like I said, our pre-finals prediction of a Western Sydney grand final came to fruition. Interestingly, like I said, you both predicted Parramatta to win. That's a massive tip. I kind of laughed at you because I said top four and then they'd buckle, but they didn't. To the you know, to the happiness of Guilty, I think it's exciting. Guilty, we watched it together. We we're obviously messaging Clarky during the game, mate. I want to get into it straight away, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But 
just a reminder, next week is a revisit of our Crystal Balls prediction. Uh, sorry, predictions and a recap of, or sorry, a deep dive into the Rugby League World Cup news that we're not going to talk about this week. But boys, we'll start with preliminary final number one. The fourth place Parramatta Eels defeated the third place North Queensland Cowboys 24 points to 20. The Parramatta Eels have qualified for their first preliminary final since 2009 and will face the Penrith Panthers next week. Guilty, I don't want to talk anymore. Great win for your club. Take it away. Yeah, it was, uh, look, what do you say? It was a nail-biting game, like the video shows me, sitting down and then standing up, and it was like that for the whole game. I was... The, the video, the, the video um, that we put up on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the last, the last couple of minutes, I was absolutely shitting myself. Um, and then when Bailey Simonson sort of stripped the ball, or just got the ball from Nanai, that that was game over. Um, yeah, he was like, a good, I mean, he was a good replacement, Nick, for um Tom Opacic, wasn't he? He was. There's word. There's word is that he's Opacic's not going to be right, so he might be playing in the grand final. Yep, he's a quality player. Mate, I think he's a better centre than he is winger, to be honest. I like him in the centres. And he, in what he does is he does what Penestini does on the other side. He does a lot of shit runs from centre, which some centres don't do. It's good when centres get involved and put their hand up and do those shit runs. Yeah. So then you've got the whole back five instead of the back three doing it. Mate, while, while, I'll stop you for a sec. While you're on the back five, I thought one of your standout players that the media has not spoken about was Wonga Blake. He yeah, was I he insane. I think he runs the ball back hard. Look, obviously he had that bad game with Nathan Cleary pumping up those bombs. Like this is the thing. I I, I don't know if Clarkie might agree with me, but it could be like it could be anyone under those bombs. I said that. It just doesn't I said that. Yeah. When when people are shitting on Wonga Blake, it's bullshit. You can't shit you can't shit on Wonga Blake for those 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 types of kicks. Like no one besides him and Burton and maybe Dewey kick the ball like that, but they kick it like uh, Burton and Cleary kick those wonky kicks with precision and it's near impossible to catch him. And Wonga Blake, his defense in this game stood out more than his attack in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, look, I think he's a, he's a winger. He's worked out. They've worked out. He's a winger. He's better in the wing on the wing than in the centers. Um, Mate, he does a lot of work. He's aggressive. Um, yeah, look, I'm happy with him being out there. I think, he, like, again, I think he played pretty well. I thought there were, there were a couple of good players. I thought Mitchell Moses had probably one of his top three worst games ever. Mate, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Clarkin, tell me if you agree with this. I think all the halves in all the games were the least instrumental in each game. I thought, I thought Cleary was big in the, in, but only, only in the second half. When yeah, Appy Coruscant yeah. comes in and opens them up, Clarky, is that is that accurate? Do you think? What yeah, I like yeah, well, clear. Yeah, Cleary. Yeah, forty-five minutes was it was good, but yeah. Uh, <coughs> oh, sorry, um, yeah, Mitchell Moses had a, had a blood of a game. Oh. Yeah. Um, the only thing that, sorry, sorry, Clark. The only thing that Dylan Brown did well was feed Sean Lane the whole game. Yeah, he's had a pretty ordinary. He's had a pretty ordinary final series. To be fair, Dylan Brown, he needs. They, they're gonna. They're gonna need him to turn it around. He. He played against Canberra. 
You play well against the Canberra. Yeah, but I know. I know what you're saying against the big teams. I know what you're saying, which is Penrith. But you know what the most impressive thing about the win on Friday night, Gildy, was the fact that you did it with 16 players. <laughs> it's true. Okay. This has come up again, right? Um, so I was having a conversation <laughs> with a few blokes about this, and, and I, I, I always go on about it, about how, you know, there's a possibility of further injury because, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've gone over it a hundred times, right? The thing is that I've, I, I was talking with these guys, just it was a chat on uh, WhatsApp, and um, the thing is, you could probably get away in the modern game right now as it's being played now with 16 players due to the fact there are so many stoppages and the game goes for so much longer and there's so much more rest time. So your starters get that much more time to rest and as a result can stay on the field that much longer. Therefore, your, your bench players aren't going to get as much game time. And that's what seems to be happening. Like even um, North Queensland brought on the hammer with what was four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was about to bring that up as well. Like, so Cowboys and to your point, it's not just, it's not just one player on the bench. So hammer plays three minutes. Cohen Hess only plays 14. Um, Jake Arthur plays zero. Bryce Cartwright only plays 14. Yeah. And I, I, go... I honestly think I, I agree with that, but I honestly think that's because the game stops and starts so much now. Yeah, and uh, you even go to you go to the south <clears throat> the south game. Cody Nikarima plays twenty two. Michael Chekan plays thirteen. Like Jamin Salmon plays eight. Like these aren't these aren't minutes. These are getting people on the field just yeah. like look with with regards to Jacob Arthur though. I'd rather play. Nathan Brown for 10 minutes well, than Jacob Arthur for none. That's the mail that's coming through. Obviously, like we're going to talk about it in the preview of the grand final, but something that popped up this week was Jacob Arthur saying how he wants to win a premiership with his dad like Nathan Cleary did last year with his dad. And what it translates to me as a neutral, and I'm sure it rolls you up, pressure. Guilty. What are you putting pressure on your dad to well, pick you? it's that, but it's also like he's just being – like if he's playing zero minutes off the bench, he's been carried to a premiership. Imagine Parramatta wins. He's a premiership-winning player that played zero minutes in the grand final, which is what I think Nico Hines did in 2017. He won a premiership without yeah. playing – he played zero minutes. 20, 2020. 2020, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Cool. Sorry, my bad. Cool. That, that's craziness. Like, that's nice. It's nice to be sitting down. It's nice to be sitting down the bench to get a to get a ring. Like, you still get it as 18th man, except you've got a reason to not be playing any minutes. Yeah. You might not get this called is the up. Only problem when you're playing the best team in the comp, which we all know is Penrith, who have got a great bench. Look at their bench. All right, uh, Spencer Linen. I know Jamin Salmon doesn't get many minutes, but when he is playing wide at sec- as a second row style player, not as a half, he is good out there wide. He's strong. He's a strong runner. Mm. Um, they had. I mean, Mitch Kenny is really the bench player. Let's face it, and he 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 he's he is a very good player too. I mean, he's going to be the future hooker at at the Panthers. Mm. And Sorensen, he's come out of like Sorensen's probably the best bench player in the game right now. Would, would I be wrong in saying that, or close to? Oh, I think, yeah, like consistently over a longer period of time, I think Spencer Lenny's final series has been phenomenal. He's unstoppable coming off the bench. Mate, well, he's, he, he's stoppable. Mate, you just put your, wrap your head around well, yeah, your arm around his head. <laughs> <laughs> him. 
We'll talk about that soon. We do, we gotta we gotta we gotta keep talking about this game. We keep talking about the future. Yeah, okay. Um, Mitch Moses, forward pass, no try. Yeah. That's how it yeah, starts. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. To be fair though, mate, for me, the Murray Tulagi try where Cohen Hess holds Mitchell Moses. That's no try. That's a penalty uh, every I thought, straight away. I thought so it too. Was Luci- it, it was Luciano. Yeah, yeah true. Luciano. I thought you so. Cannot, I thought so too. You are not allowed to touch anybody if they don't have the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking plain and simple. And that that was a fucking penalty every day of the week. I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring that up if no one did. I was gonna say, hey, what about this? It's fair, <laughs> blah blah blah. But. Look, if someone else brings it up, okay, you know. Look, this is the other thing I saw that North Queensland did, and I haven't noticed other clubs doing it. But uh, Robson does this thing. Is it Robson, the hooker? Reese Robson, yeah. Reese Robson, he he. So they've got two at marker. Most teams play the man behind. Like you've got the guys playing the ball, and then the two markers, one standing behind the other. What Reese Robson does, he moves into about five meters back, so he's in between. He's yeah, in between the, the marker, the offside. front marker, and. And also, he's in between the defensive line. Offside. And then he just charges out and puts a massive amount of pressure on, you know, whoever gets the ball first. And they don't call it. It's offside. So I saw that happen. That probably happened about 10 times in that game. 100%. It, it did. And it's offside because you're not a marker. You're not square. And you're bloody five minutes in front of the 10-meter line. So yeah. this is just – that. that's just – that's just I'm just saying that if anyone goes, Oh well, Parramatta shouldn't have won the game, like North Queensland fans are going off right now. Not not because of what we're saying, but they believe they've been duped again. But because you know, like there was that period where they never got, you know, they got and they yeah. did. There was a few rotten calls. And well, that mate. forward pass was a rotten call too. But what I'm saying is the game evened it out. I think the game evened it out and the better team won in the end. Mate, look, at a point like sorry, just to I'm gonna go historic lesson first. Twenty twelve to twenty fourteen was when the Cowboys got robbed every week, every year. It was the hand of God try yeah. in 2012 with Kieran Foran. Then it was the seven tackle set against the Sharks with Bo Ryan. And then it was the Roosters game where they were losing 30 to six. And then they got back to 30 all. And then they said Thurston threw a forward pass when it wasn't. And then Roosters yeah. won 32 to 30. But in this game, Guilty, the Cowboys, right? You couldn't, you couldn't pin them anywhere on the field. They were making more meters in my opinion but they yeah, were trying, and they and they were throwing it around, and you're like, "Fuck!" They're playing, they're playing a bit of enterprise, and it rattles a few of these structured sides. Not not saying that the Eels are completely structured because they can play off the cuff, but they, I thought they had the wood on. I thought they had it over your your team at a point. It was around the fifty five to sixty 20, mark. Twenty to twelve mark. It was around that. Mark? Yeah, it was when it got to twenty twelve <laughs> at the at the fifty five sixtieth minute, and. What Parramatta did, which is what we know is the key to unlocking their best footy, is that they brought the offload back in the game. And they started, they didn't just start there. They were scoring their tries through the middle. Like RCG and Reed Marnie would, and Sean Lane were fucking playing insane football. But they were doing it when it mattered, when they were down in a clutch moment. And when uh, Mitch Moses missed the kick to equalize and you guys got the ball back and scored, that was that was the dagger for them. So yeah. it was a it was a fantastic win as an eel supporter. It it, it was well deserved. Everyone's gonna go off because Graham Annesley's come out, the the head of operations for, for NRL, if that's his title. He's come out today after their post-match review of each game, and they said Mitchell Moses' forward pass was forward. 
whoops. And everyone's like, we got robbed. But I've said yeah, this yeah. about every game. Like, it sucks, but there's 80 minutes to play. And it was early on. And even, buddy, Todd Payton, who's the biggest winger in the fucking game, he even acknowledged. I thought he was really, he goes, good. He was really good. Yeah, he was. Honest. He was pretty big. Like, well, it was early on. Like, it wasn't at a point where you couldn't recover. It wasn't like the last play of the game, which is when, you know, it wasn't like a 2019 grand final what? where six what? again, jokes what five. What he actually said was that when he first saw it, he thought it was Ford. And then when he's watching on replay, he wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't definitive. That's what he actually said, which is nice. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not blaming the past. It's, it's, it's also a lie. It's also a lie. I agree. <laughs> because it was Ford. Uh, it was Mates, Ford. Jason yeah. Tomalolo got sinbin in this match in the 15th minute after his shoulder connected with Isaiah Papali's head. Thoughts? Was it a sin bin? Hey, he should, he should, yeah, it was, he should have got 10. Do you, you guys don't think so? Clarky? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm also in agreement. And the the part where I go, oh, it's a bit it's a bit shit. Like, And this is the part, I'm actually asking you boys a question here. Tomalolo got three weeks. Three weeks early. I think it's three weeks with an early guilty plea yeah. for his yeah. shoulder charge, right? Um, Now, I'm not going to get into if it's fair or not. Actually, I will get into it. Fuck it. Um, my first question is, and this is a legit question because I don't know the answer. Didn't the NRL say that finals suspensions will be weighted more heavily? Like, sorry, they'll be softer than what they would if it was just a regular season. Yeah, they did say that. So what the fuck's going because on? Like the best players playing. Well, what the fuck's happening? Like Tom Lillard got three weeks. Um, are they saying that it should have been greater than three weeks? I, 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 look, honestly, three weeks. I, I, look, if they'd said two or three weeks for that, I would have just shrugged. Yep, that's about right. Two or yeah. three weeks. Yeah. If it was two, I wouldn't have blown up. Yep. Well, they're saying three to four. Three's early guilty plea. And this is supposed to be, like, you know, like it's supposed to be harder to get these weeks. So are they saying this is a fucking like six, Do they, seven weeks? Is it, is it just because he's not playing next week? That's what who, I reckon it is. Who, that's because who, because, who fucking knows? Imagine if they'd made the grand final though and then he couldn't play. Well, I mean? he wouldn't have. He wouldn't it have. It would have been a walkover. Yeah, it would have been a walkover. Mate, then the, the next argument that stems out of that is uh, he's going to miss a couple games for Tonga. And this the is what... The May argument. Well, now... Oh, well, not the Taylor May argument per se. It could... It, it, mate, you know what? It actually is. You're right. But Taylor May is, is different because he's done an off-field indiscretion and the NRL stupidly was like, no, just serve it next year. All good, champ. The I, I was of the opinion when they came in with this stupid thing to make rep games harder to lose out of suspension. Um, sorry, that you, it's harder to miss rep games through suspension, sorry. I was of the opinion that too bad, so sad. If you get suspended before Origin, like in that game, or two weeks before that game, well, it is what it is. But Jason Tomalolo is going to miss two to three games for Tonga now. And... I still stick by it. It's too bad, so sad. The World Cup's on after. Oh, well, is what it is. But some people are saying, and Jason Tomalolo are saying, that he shouldn't be missing games that aren't NRL games. So what do you boys think? You know what? It wouldn't be an issue if they'd just done the right thing with Taylor May. No one would even be speaking about it. But they fucked up with Taylor May. They should have just said, no, you're suspended. Yeah. And then when, when this happens with um, Jason Tomalolo, He's suspended. No, no, he's not going to put his hand up and go, can I, have the, can I have these weeks off? It's unfair. And then there was talk with um, Burgess as well. Can we, can we, I'll, I'll serve the suspension next year. 
It, you know, they stuffed up. They just stuffed up they with Taylor May. If they hadn't done that, 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 it would have been an issue. They were taking the piss. Of course they were. I, think, I, I, I thought Jason Tamalolo was taking the piss as well, to be honest. Well, here's the thing. There's friendlies, like international friendlies, before the World Cup, and they're going to count towards suspensions. And Clarkie and Guilty, in our preseason episode, the Crystal Balls prediction episode, no, sorry, not that, not that one, in our um, uh, bunker review, our preseason bunker review episode, which is right at the start of this season, we spoke about if suspensions should count Friendly during trial count. games. And Friendly shouldn't count. Mate, you know what? Trial the only games reason, shouldn't count either. The only ro- the reason why I say they should is because you can get suspended during rep games, uh, during friendlies and, and trials. So why they can they mean you... nothing. That's the thing. They mean nothing. Yeah, but you can get suspended during them. So why can't you serve games during them? But I know what you're saying, and I agree. You can get suspended by them. What I'm saying is... They don't hold the same value as a regular season game. They don't hold a, the same value as a World Cup game. They're yeah, a friendly can, that means nothing. But you can still get suspended and you serve that that weight of game during the regular season, not during a trial. You know what I'm saying? No, no, what I'm su- saying is, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? That's that's just one of those ones that's tough because they do friendlies. Okay, fair enough. What do you think, Clarky? I don't know. I kind of agree with Tom Alolo, to be fair. It it seems weird. I oh, know it just doesn't. It doesn't for me. It doesn't feel right that he's gonna miss some games for Samoa. It should have been two weeks. Doing... If it had been two weeks, no one would be saying anything. Three weeks is just rub. It rubs them out of the. If if they depend on him for Tonga, which they do, oh, it fucks them big time. He did. He did say Samoa, Clarky. <laughs> Fucking hell! I took a punt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clark, I just want to just reiterate Tonga is red and Samoa is blue. <laughs> he, had, he had to rub it in. He had to rub it in, Clarky. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, I'll taking... get a right one. I'll get a right one day. Yeah. He's taking your, your yeah. crown, Guilty. He's taking your crown. At least Valentine Holmes crown. Right. Clark, right. yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Guilty? I said, at least he gets the names right. I can't even get them, them right sometimes. <laughs> Every Fafita, David Fafita. Joe, it's David. Andrew, it's David. Guilty, uh, that's that's my take and your take. I'm, I'm assuming you're finished for the Parramatta Eels game. Um, yeah, yeah look, I, I, just think, I just think that, you know, um, not, you, you were right. I agree with you 100%. I thought North Queensland played really well. They made a lot of metres. They're, they're a good side. They're going to be back in the, I, I think, top four next year because players like Deed and are just going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be good next year again. And they, look, they shocked, they shocked um, you know, the rugby league world this year by being the wooden spoon favourites to, you know, near premiers. So good on them. Uh, Todd Payton did a great job there. But um, yeah, that's their season done. Coach of the year. So, what was that? Coach Todd of the year. Payton's coach of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh well, actually, yeah. Fuck the Daily M's are tomorrow, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Got all about that. Jesus. Anyway, uh, guilty three two ones for this game. Before we move on to Clarkie's Rabbitohs. Okay. Did you see I changed it? No. Oh yes, okay. I did. Sorry. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. I said. Um, what was it? I'll, I'll, just give me one sec. 
We'll give Regan you Campbell thing. Gillard three. Yeah, RSTG three, Taumalolo two, and I said Cotter one, but I've changed it to Lane one. Cotter was insane yeah. at the start, they wasn't he? Yeah, they were both good. Yeah. Both really good. Yep. Mate, I thought Reed Marnie was close as well. For Reed Marnie definitely... was good, but he threw that forward. He threw a forward pass early on, and I know it's only one error, but it puts a lot of pressure on the team if it's in the middle of the field. He it set up two tries. <laughs> I know he did. Tries. I know he did. But you can't make you can't make big errors like that in final Base, game. Basic shitty errors that can fucking yeah. kill you. Yeah. yeah. Like, like look, look, we're going to talk about it. But Cookie did it too. Cookie threw a yeah. forward pass and fuck me dead. Oh. Yeah. Well, mate, there's there's a a big uh, difference in the Eels North Queensland game to what we're about to get into now, being the Penrith and Rabbits game, which we will start getting into. So, preliminary final number two. The first-placed Penrith Panthers defeated the seventh-placed South Sydney Rabbitohs, 32 points to 12. What we saw here was a second-half demolition um, of the Rabbitohs by the hand of the Panthers, who, like I said earlier, have rolled into their third NRL grand final in a row. Clarkey, there was no AJ, no Saliva Havili, an underdone Jai Arrow. Uh, he He's succumbed to his groin injury. Well. He's succumbed he started to his, well. He did start well, but then he bloody he walked off in the fifth minute. Yeah. Mate, they all started well, guilty. But, mate, yeah. having those injuries doesn't help. Um, I thought the first 40 minutes, and everyone will agree with this, the game was was wild. Uh, the Rabbitohs started with a bang. I think they brought the aggression uh, that they needed to match the Panthers. But Clarkey... They couldn't replicate it in the second period. So give us your take, my friend. It was really, it was really 35 because that <clears throat> that last five minutes in the first half, that that killed us. Like we were uh, – they had a couple of disallowed, but we were the better side by, by a, a fair stretch in the first half. So to go into the halftime at 12 all or 12-10 or whatever it was, that was a killer. The, every, even though we're up, even though we're up, every, I'm just sitting there just going, oh, I'm fucking waiting on Appy to come on. And as soon as he come on, he just changed that game. Yeah. He he's gonna be a he's gonna be a huge loss actually, but we don't want to get too far into the future. But yeah, he absolutely destroyed us. He orchestrated that comeback and yeah, and Latrell talked a talked a gigantic game, and I think went missing. To be fair, um, can I say something about that, Clarky? He mm-hmm. he he did go missing, right? There's reports that came out just before we started recording that he had a uh, an, in, an injection for a rib cartilage injury. But I'm not gonna. That's not what I'm debating for excuse. here. What I didn't like. And I'm not I'm not the biggest Latrell Mitchell fan, like off field Latrell Mitchell fan. Um, I like that he does that he's, um, you know, uh, he, prom- he promotes himself and carries on because it's good for uh, the promotion of the NRL and promotion of himself. And he's doing a smart thing by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I didn't like is that pre this game. It was Trillians. It was Latrell Mitchell's the best. He's the best. He's the best. The once Ferrari. He this, once he had this bad game, the media fucking shit on him 
And I'm not saying it's just because of Latrell Mitchell. I'm saying for any player, the, the media have built him up. They build players up. This In this case, Latrell Mitchell. He had a shithouse game, and it was a shit game. And they've gone, oh, he's lazy, he's fat, he needs to be in the centres, he's shit. Oh, he's no, but that's Mate, what they're look, saying, Nick. I'm not. I'm not saying that. The, the media yeah, have now. Yeah. They've lost, and they've gone. Well, shit, now. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what I think happened? I'll be honest. I don't think anyone's hit him like Moses Leota hit him. That was that Moses was a massive Leota hit. Put a shot on him. Put a shot on him. That that he played the ball and he, he went down on his knee. I've never seen that happen with the troll before. Yeah, and I think that a... just hurt him a little bit. You know. That was a giant shot, and I don't know. I don't. I don't think I agree with you saying the media built him up, Dan. I think he built himself up. Well, the last like, six the last six weeks, he hasn't stopped. And and I and I love it. Except the issue is, when you don't deliver, you, you look like a kid. fucking idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And That's true. the and the the backlash is going to come in huge waves and double what anyone like. If Tom Trebojevic has a bad game, like it'll be, oh, Tom Trebojevic had a bad game. He's the reason they lost. But mate, if if he talked yeah. as much shit as Latrell did, he'd fucking cop yeah. it just as much that's, as Latrell. That's a good point. Tom, Tom Trebojevic, Mister Character, who's always in the media, never. Dramas <laughs> with Latrell Mitchell talking like he talks, and I love Tom Trebojevic as well. He just doesn't talk at all. But th- that's what I'm saying. The differences are. Yeah, that's right. Yep. No, you're right. Yep. But like no one outside it's NRL. Self, it's the self-promotion. Like he's come back from America. It's like he went over there and every minute that he wasn't rehabbing his hemi, he must have just been in the locker room with all the NFL players and just how how do you how the fuck do you carry yeah, how do you carry on? And was just taking copious notes on how to carry on like a douchebag American sports star. <laughs> well, you know what else he does though? Like, look. I, I think that he does run with it. He loves it. and But I also think that the media jump on him as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, Look, South could be smarter and say, mate, we need you to curb this or we need you – look, if this is questions asked, this is the direction we want you to go with it. Because there are there are media managers in every club. Yeah, he definitely that, that doesn't give listen. advice on what to say in that. Latrell, and I'm sure Latrell just doesn't go left field and say whatever he wants. Or if mm. he does, they're crazy to let him do so. Mm. Mate, back to back to the game now. I think the score should have been 12 all regardless, Clarky, because I think Penrith got robbed two tries, one of them being that obstruction, that obstruction try. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that a, that I, I, I don't think they got robbed one, man, and it was the obstruction. The other one, I, I, no dramas with it at all Well, with the call. That's fine. That's fine. But what the killer blow was, you, you said it already, Clarky, but specifically... Um, in that five minutes, Coruscant scored a brilliant try, but it was Brian Toto's bloody bump. Of, like the 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 Campbell Graham drops Mate, it. That's look, unfortunate. Up. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't score a great try. I don't care what anyone says. He just ran right. No, he whoa. Up one they no. fucked themselves. Oh, I no, agree. No, no. That, that was that was the Benny Hill show. That it was, was the like, Benny Hill show. Dan. There's no way you can say Brian Tyre scored a great try where he bumped off four blokes. He didn't. He bumped off one and they all they all belted into each other. They fell is, Char- they, is Charlie Staines is Charlie Staines edging his run, so he's timing his run to bump off Cody Walker and then is is Charlie Staines gonna do that? Nah. 
Brian Toto does no, it. No, not every way it can, but it's not a great try, Dan. That's all. I'm just saying it was what a fuck up. What do you mean? Out. It wasn't a great it was try. A no one's done it. He should no. have been caught. He, he, and he didn't get caught because of his ability to not get caught. He bumps no, up Cody Walker. Mate, no, that's incorrect. He didn't. He, he scored the try because of Cody Walker's a shit defender. He bumped Cody him Walker off. Went for, Cody Walker he, went for he, the, he, he went for he, him. he went for a strip instead of a tackle, which hurt us. Cody should Cody should have just tackled him instead of going for the the low percentage play. And then, and then you know what else happened? Cookie took his eyes off what was going on and angled in thinking Cody was going to get him. Yeah. And then that's when Cody bumped off and tripped him up because Cody had him. Sorry, Cookie had him covered as well. Oh no, well, we didn't because but he bumped Cody Walker off so well that he got in his way. Like that's it's too bad, so sad. The try is good. Mate, you know what? It's not like Jonah Lomu ran over the top of this bloke. It was a shit tackle. It was a missed tackle. It wasn't a bump off where you just go, wow, Brian Toho absolutely exploded over the top of Cody Walker. You look at it and you go, wow, Cody Walker, you're fucked up there. Let me ask you, if you're running the NRL marketing department, are you going to be using that as a try that would advertise the game? Um, yes, you would. yes you would. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Yes, you there would. There are better tries than that. There are better tries than that. That's a cracking try. That's a cracking try. I really you like the try. Tell me. You cannot tell. It's fine that you like it, but you can't tell me that that was all Brian Tyre's skill that got him through that. Well, yeah, it was. It was all Brian Tyre. Nah, I disagree. <laughs> disagree totally. I think it was a massive fuck up by the South blokes. Okay. I think it's, I think every it's, other player. Wait, I sorry, Clarky. I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit of both. Hmm. Anyway. Mate, I think that if it had been Cookie making the tackle, the first tackle, he would have been done. And that's Cookie. I don't think he would have bumped him off. Because I don't even think he tried to bump. If you watch the – he doesn't even try to bump him off. He just shrugs out of the tackle. Oh, it's man. not a bump off even. He does the uh, he does the Samoan the Samoan hit up because guess who he's playing for? Samoa. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Clarky. Blue. Blue Tonga. Samoa. Tonga. Red Tonga. Oh, okay. Tonga. So. Samoa. Clarky. The second half happens. Se- sorry, the second half starts. Take us through what you were feeling when that ball was kicked off. Yeah, mate, I wasn't real confident going into the second half. I wasn't confident going into the game, to be fair. Like, Penrith are, a, Penrith are an exceptional football team. And the, at the end of Spencer Lenu, obviously, second half, uh, he... He was enormous. He he comes on here. I just had a look. I think he played 18 minutes or something, mate. He feels like he it feels he, like he's out there for so much longer because he of, would have been out there longer. He would have been yeah. out there longer. But something well, happened, didn't it, Nick? No, but he doesn't yeah. play that many more minutes than 20 minutes anyway. But he's it's the it's quality over quantity with with Spencer Lenny. We've, we've talked about him before though as well, Clarky. Like he does, he's got an error in his game, Spencer Lenny. And he's got rid of that in the recent in the final series, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, mate, we just we we I don't know whether we lost the plot, but well, your halves was... your halves weren't there, your halves weren't there to to assist, and you know do you didn't have Tom Burgess as well, mind you. I forgot to bring him up, but do, do you know what yeah, I thought? It was thought our impact off the bench, off the bench. Mm. No, no, Havili, like. I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out who kind of who was the who was the biggest loss out of all of them. Obviously, Tom's probably number one, and then it's 
obviously AJ does things, but mate, Havili coming off the bench for us this year has been enormous. I don't, very, I don't think AJ, AJ, I don't think AJ's loss was as big a deal. Like, I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it, if someone picked him for Australia, I wouldn't bat an eyelid, right? But with AJ, I thought the bloke that they brought in, what's his name, Richie Kenner? Richie I thought Kenner. he played a pretty good game. He's got a double. Yeah. He didn't do no, anything one. wrong. No one. And 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 that and that and that's why I don't think AJ's loss was as big. I think the players that the big deals were Havili, um, Burgess, and Jai Arrow to some extent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Arrow. Yeah. Well, Jai Arrow yeah. playing thirty nine minutes when he normally punches out eighty. That yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was huge as well. I thought I thought the start was commendable, Clarky, and it's unfortunate that you know, um, as a Rabbitoh supporter that you are, that Penrith. Um, I'd say dominated using the second half, and it comes down to a lot of factors there. Um, Tane Milne, now we've already spoken about it slightly. I thought that was. I thought it was. This was a rough call. You thought it was a rough call. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you said it with such conviction. Um, Mate, when, you know what's funny is when I saw the replay, I was went, "Oh shit!" I, I caught That's... it straight away. Guilty. I caught it straight away. I went, he's fucking gone. I was watching it with my family and I was like, he's gone. They're like, you reckon? And then we watched the so replay. You saw and it live. You saw, I didn't even notice what had happened live. I saw it I straight away. Guilty. Straight away. Then I went, when, oh, when, shit. when they said the replay, I actually nah. thought Latrell had done something. That's what I thought. I thought, well, oh, mate, he's you know, down on the ground. You know, Latrell standing over the top with his fist on his head. Mate, Latrell was lucky not to get Sinbin in the second half. It's just lucky that Penrith scored, I guess, because he would have oh, been yeah. Yeah. Nathan Cleary. Yeah, he just mate, he just blatantly tackled him like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know what? The game was the game was over by that point. Like, you know what? As soon as, as soon as Tane Milne gets sent, it just. Oh, it's done. It, 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 everyone just went. Oh, that's the game. Yeah. That's it. And mate, look, he's out. There was, he's, no, he's there been... was no way. There was no way South were going to win. If they had a chance, there was no way they lost the chance. Yeah, mate, he's been. Um... Firstly, he nearly had a little bit of a go at Spencer Lenu as they were walking off the field, but all post match. No, he didn't. Spencer Lenu turned around and talked about having a fight with him. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Him. That's what I'm saying. Like there was a little bit of a back and forth, a verbal of some sort. I, th- I think the verbal was just go up the tunnel, mate. I've already decked you once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, it's it, again the the ta- the Taylor May Jason Tomalolo argument. Uh, Tane Milne's copped six weeks for an early guilty plea, and it rules him out yep. of the entire World Cup as a result. Who does he play for? Fiji. Fiji. And he's been playing lock for Fiji, and he played good for, mm. for them in the last game they played. He's been good. He's been good for South. Mate, the, I, think, I, think he, I think he's good. He's just a wild card. Every mate, team's got one. At the end of the day, people, people have to remember, this is, I think this might be his 20th or 30th, First grade game, Bogues like yeah. twenty seven or something. He's, I think Souths are his fifth or sixth club, and he yeah. debuted and he debuted with South. There's obviously issues. Yeah, he's a wild card. He's a wild card. I'm sure there's behavioural issues, or there was. You know, you don't hear very much about him anymore, like off field. Um, but but over the last couple of years he's been at South, he's been a solid to good first grader. I, I think he's still a good player. He just yeah, so does do this wild shit. And he's he's not a winger, he's a center, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Mate, can someone 
elaborate for me? Because I actually don't know the the story. I just read the headlines. Oh, what yeah. occurred with Jed Cartwright and the Panthers trainer and Cody Walker? I watched, the, I watched 360 tonight 360, and they were talking, yeah, talking about, about it. it. What happened? So, yeah, well, you know, Jed, obviously the Cartwright uh, name is big at Penrith. Yeah. His dad's John um, so, Cartwright, yeah? So his dad, John Cartwright? Yeah, he, not only that, but I think um, his grandfather his, is a founding member. His, grand, his grandfather's Merv Cartwright. Yeah, oh, so isn't the, medal, the bloody uh, player of the year medals named after Merv Cartwright at yeah. Penrith? Oh, wow. Okay. So, so what's happened is there's a trainer. I don't know his name. He's a bit of a goose, obviously, because he's done it. He was the one who ran on... Um, in last year when Parramatta, they stopped the game for Mitch Kenny's ankle when it was about 30 metres behind play. Can you remember that? Yep, I do. And he got fined last year. Okay, yep. the same bloke has said something. He's been giving um, Jed Cartwright a serve on the sidelines. Something about, like, so Jed Cartwright obviously played for Penrith uh, as a junior and, and make his way up through the grades. The reason he, I, I think the reason he didn't make first grade is because he had some sort of um, fractured, fractured vertebrae. Oh, and right. this idiot was saying something about his fractured vertebrae now, something he shouldn't be playing or he's playing for the wrong team and blah, blah, blah. And someone told him to get off, but it's become an issue now because, um, yeah, John Cartwright has come out and said, like, protecting his son, I guess, you know. John Cartwright's um, sent out a tweet and has called the trainer a fucking idiot. Really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Wow. What a dickhead. Hey, well, from, yeah. from that account, he sounds like a dickhead. Well, they're talking about fining him again. But they, but he got suspended from the Parramatta game on 360. They were saying he got suspended for two games, being the prelim and the grand final last year. Yeah, so last get, year. So he'll get, he should get suspended for the grand final again. Oh, what they also showed was, um, I, don't, did you, I don't know if you saw this, Parky, yeah, I was talking Cody about Walker. Elford as well. No, I was oh, talking about Elford. Elford. Yeah, the Elford thing. I actually so in the Parramatta that. game, Elford, Elford, who's a trainer and ex-Penrith player, had a crack at Reed Marnie, and they brought that up as well. At least he's an ex-first grader. That otherwise, yeah, true, one hundred percent true. A fucking water boy, true. but um, yeah, yeah. Walker. Uh, what did Cody Walker do? Cody Walker. Cody Walker's front of the trainer. Oh, he wanted to bash him. Was saying stuff with Jet Cartwright. <laughs> yeah, he wants to bash everyone. Cody Walker. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> even with, even in the fracker, even in the South fracker. Cody came out of nowhere. Did you see that? He goes from fucking yeah. zero to 100. Yeah. He's out of nowhere. He grabs someone who wasn't even involved and he's doing the, the shirt the shirt ruffle. Yeah, right. Uh, Clarky, it's a shame. I wanted to see an ultimate jersey bet. Uh, it's not meant to be uh, this year anyway. Um, But, yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't hang my head in shame. Uh, the... The Rabbitohs exceeded my expectations. I thought they were going to be knocked out in the first round to the Roosters, um, but after that bloody shithole game in round in week one, you guys just took it with both hands and got to the prelims again. You're destined for the prelims every year. Um, I, I thought Jason Demetrius. I just want to say, yeah, say, say one thing, man. I, I I think that that just shows you Tom Burgess is way more valuable than than what people make out. He's a, such a good prop, mm. and I thought. I've bagged this bloke at some point throughout the year. I thought Lachlan Ilias, I know he didn't take the game over halfback, but he had a red hot crack. He was in blokes' faces. He was pushing blokes. He was having a crack. And I like that, him. To me, that I do. That makes him 
he's shown a level that he go. I'm not going to let these blokes stand over me. I'm not going to let Jerome Luai say shit to me, which That's is awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. And, with I, that. and I think it was speaking about um, Katoa for Panthers playing for Dolphins. For Dolphins. And no, no, yes, and Thomas. Well done, Clark. Got it. Got it. And um, mate, Lachlan Ellis is going to be playing for Greece in the World Cup. So, yeah. Well, yeah, they, we spoke um, about Katoa off air, which we were going to speak about in the round the grounds oh, without you, Clark. Okay. But yes, he is going to play for Greece with Peter Mamazoulos. Yeah, so I think that I think that'll be, yeah, that should, should catapult him into next year, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. but um, no. yeah, like that, mate. The Rabbitohs exceeded my expectations. I, I think we well we finished seventh i thought that was pretty fair i thought that's kind of where we were going to be and probably where we deserve to be so to mate to get to a prelim i thought the sharks should have been out and further down sharks well, you know, seven you know what we South said boys? further up you know what we said we said that whoever oh. lost out the sharks i just want to reiterate this on the podcast as as a record i guess uh we said pre-finals Whoever lost our Sharks Cowboys would bow out in straight sets, and whoever won would not make the grand final, and it happened. We all said Penrith, yeah. Penrith Eagles were going to make it, and it's happened. Uh, who wins from here is really anyone's guess, but we're going to get into it right now as we preview. Got, before, you, before you go, before you go, I've got one more thing—a South little thing for Clarkie. Oh yes. So while I was watching the reserve grade grand final today, one of the things that came up was the knock-on effect team of the year. And Clarky, do you know who the knock-on effect halfback of the year is? Dean Hawkins. Dean Hawkins, who also oh. plays for Souths. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guessed that, by the way. That was a good guess, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My mate, I told, you, I, played, he's, I told probably, you. He's probably he's probably just a he's yeah. Mate, he's a first, he's he's a handy backup. And he showed that this year when Ilias had a rest. He'd come on and Played really well. well. I think he's probably one of the players that could move into another club though and, and play well. Like yeah. he's another player like Newcastle, like Trindle, Hawkins. They're these guys that can be used and they keep going with the same old heads, these these clubs. They go, Oh, let's go back with it. You've got to try something new because what they've been trying before isn't working. Mm. Well, mate, I, I told you in a in an episode when Hawkins got his debut that I played alongside his brother uh, for Italy in the Oztag World Cup in August. And he's and his brother's a gun, so I couldn't imagine how you know great Dean Hawkins is and how great he could be. So that's great news. Oh, and before I actually move on, did we have three two ones for this game? Anyone? Appy was three. Yeah. Yep. Cleary mate, was. I got Cleary too. Cleary too, and mate, probably Spencer Lenny, whose impact off the bench was enormous. I thought Dylan Edwards yeah. was was. Oh, I thought Dylan. I thought I thought Dylan mad. Edwards. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I take that back, Dylan Edwards. He's he's. Yeah. You know what? He's so underrated. Oh, seriously, I know he's a good fullback, but he's just in. It's like Isn't during the, the halfback era when Andrew Johns and Brent Sherwin and fucking Kamali and all them were there, and there was just an overload of of great halfbacks. Now we're going through the yeah. era of great fullbacks, and Dylan Edwards is just not in. He's just not being considered, and they're not. I bet you they're not even going to consider him for Australia. There's just can too many remember, fullbacks. Can you remember two years ago he had a bit of a – I don't know what was going on, but he had he had a few shockers in a row. Yeah. Two I years did. ago, maybe two and a half years ago, 
And they were they were Penrith fans were, were complaining that they let Dane Laurie go. Yeah, was also a very good pullback. Yeah, but he is he is honestly he's because you know what you if, if, like obviously there's explosion, there's fitness, there's 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 gamesmanship, but mate, if there's 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 also about being on the field, and he's he's always there. He's yeah. very rarely injured. He plays through injury, and he's Doesn't always there. Stop. He's always making three hundred meters. Yeah. And he wouldn't be on that much either. He's not on a million bucks. So he's valuable to Penrith. Boys, this Sunday, 2nd of October, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Grand final. The first placed Penrith Panthers will be up against the fourth placed Parramatta Eels at Accor Stadium in Homebush. Now, we are recording... Uh, the Monday night prior to Teamless Tuesday, which comes out tomorrow at 4 p.m. Uh, but we have some early mail. We've already kind of touched on it anyway. For the Panthers, they're giving Talon May until Wednesday to prove his fitness. So they're going to name him in the in the starting side apparently tomorrow. Uh, he's got a hamstring strain. They're touch and go. If he's ruled out, Charlie Staines will take his spot. Uh, Staines, uh, as some of you might not be aware, was only fined for his indiscretion shoulder charge in the preliminary final. Spencer Lenu is said to be okay after his um, uh, headshot from Tane Milne. He's expected to play. And Vili Kikau was only fined for his shoulder charge on Campbell Graham. Do we think that was fair? He didn't hit him in the head. That's, did he hit him in the head? Yeah, didn't hit him in the head. That's, that's oh, no, he didn't hit him in the head. No, he didn't. Um, yeah, I think that, mate. I don't. I don't mean to agree with Peter Valandis, but it's a grand final. It's not. A, it's not bad enough to rub you out of a grand final. No, nah. nah. it is. It is. When you put it that way, you know there is some merit to this system. But fuck, I don't know. I just don't see it happening I, I, for finals. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't see the Villiers and the kicker thing and go, "Oh shit, he's going to miss weeks." I yeah, like, no. yeah, not like Tane Milnes, where we're like, oh, he'll get six. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's a Jason it's a... When I saw when they replayed Jason Tamalolos, I went, oh, he's fucked here. Mm. What are you gonna say, Clarky? I think Tane Milnes was more of a glancing blow. <laughs> mate, okay, mate. What's his name from Penrith actually playing with half a head? Half <laughs> <laughs> his head's gone. Uh... Anyway, for the Eels, Tom Upperchich, <laughs> he's racing the clock. Uh, from his hamstring injury. Uh, if he fails, Bailey Simonson will step up to the plate again. Uh, we've already spoken about the rumor doing the rounds that Jake Arthur is going to be dropped for Nathan Brown. Guilty, I'm sure you're going to be happy if that happens. Um, yeah. If not, Jacob Arthur will be there. So Jake Arthur will be on the bench. And if Parramatta Eels win and he plays zero minutes, he's just been carried to a premiership ring. And he can say that he's a premiership winning NRL player. Can you believe it? Playing zero minutes off the bench. But anyway... Oh. Boys, the tale of the tape here is that these two clubs have never met in an NRL grand final. So this is the first time this has happened. The Panthers will contest their third grand final in a row, joining the Melbourne Storm and Sydney Roosters as the only clubs to reach the grand final in three straight seasons during the NRL era. Penrith are the current premiership holders and are looking to go back-to-back, which has only been done by the Roosters in the NRL era in 2018 and 2019 for the eels it will mark the first time since 20 sorry 2009 that we've seen them contest for the premiership as we have constantly reminded guilty 
throughout the past two seasons of the Soul on Story Rugby League podcast. Uh, Parramatta have suffered from the longest premiership drought in the competition. They last won in 1986 uh, when Peter Sterling was the halfback. They've been crying out for which halfback in Parramatta will step, stand up and take the mantle from Sturlo. Will it be Mitchell Moses? I don't know. But my question is, boys... Do you, do you, do you want me to give you a few stats here, Dan? Yeah, go. You can go before I ask the question. Yes. Yep, yep. yep. Waiting, we've been waiting 36 years to win another premiership. And um, it was 36 years uh, since we came into the premiership when we won our first one. Did you know that? Say that again. So it's, 36, so it's uh, we were waiting 36 years after joining the New South Wales Rugby League. Yep. We won our first grand final. Yeah, and then now it's been in the middle. Yeah, well, we won a couple, but we've also yeah. lost. We've come last a lot, mm-hmm. and now it's been uh, thirty-six years since our last one. So Oof. thirty-six is a good number for us. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've heard this one. The highest-grossing film when we won last the grand final. Do you mm-hmm. know what it was? It was Top oh, Gun. Do you know what Top the highest-grossing film this year has been? Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun. No way. Uh, the the Eels failed to win eight regular games during the season to go on and win the grand final. That was uh, in 1986. In 2022, the Eels team failed to win eight regular games during the season. So we lost eight games. That's what that's saying in both seasons. Um, the last team to win from fourth spot on the ladder were the Tigers in 2005. The last time before that, the Tigers won a grand final was 36 years previous. So what I'm saying is uh, 36 years <laughs> is a special number. What the fuck? It, it's, a fun, it's a good number, 36 years. 1986 was devastating record of floods in Sydney. The year the Eels won the grand final. What happened in 2022? Devastating record floods in Sydney. Jesus. Where, where have you gotten these stats? Oh, mate, I've, I've been doing my research. This is, this is like... This is podcast like socials work. I need these. Here we, we need go. To send, Here we go. Send these Eels to me. Last one. Eels last won a grand final. The Sydney Swans won sixteen regular season games. Guess how many regular season games the Sydney Swans won? Fifteen. Fifteen. Right. It was sixteen. It was sixteen. <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll experience huge. Ah, this is the big one. This is the one I like the best. In 1986, our last grand final win, the world was experiencing a huge influenza pandemic. Get fucked. And, okay, I, guess, <laughs> I guess we've come to the end of it, but I'm just going <laughs> to jag on this as well. Isolated in China in 2022. The pandemic was isolated in China in 2022. The world has experienced something similar right now. So, you know, all these things coming together, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Oh, my God. Well, I don't need to ask you who you think is going to win. Clarky, who do you think is going to win? Will the Panthers oh, get back to back? You, you can't deny those. You can't deny those facts. Hey, I've got, 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 got another one for you. Yeah, In go. 1986, the last time the Eels won a grand final, 5'8", Brett Kenny scored 11 tries. Guess how many Dylan Brown scored this year? Oh, for fuck's sake. 10 tries. 10. He scored 11. Get oh, I can keep coming up. I can keep coming up. Oh, yeah, he's one, he's one for you. Oh, another one. <laughs> In the official stats in 1986, yeah, the Eels carried two captains, Price and Sterling. Guess how many captains Parramatta carried? Three, Actually, two, three. <laughs> Junior Paul and Gutho. Oi, here's a stat for you. I got one for you. Ready, boys? 
How old was Guilty when the Eels won their last premiership? And you can't answer Guilty. 36. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Hey, that's ding, right ding, 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 ding. That's the right number. <laughs> I think you were seven, Guilty, seven? I was older. <laughs> oh, you're so young. You're so young, Nick. So good. Clarky. I was eight. You were I was eight. eight. It was four two. The greatest grand final ever. Yeah, it wasn't. But anyway, I I legit watched that the other day. It was actually fantastic. Um, Clarky. Legitimate, honest head bet. Who's winning? The Panthers or the Eels? Easy short answer, Panthers. But Mate, I, I'm. <clears throat> I always look forward to grand final, but this one in particular, like they Parramatta's beat them twice this year. <sighs> yeah, they're going to want it more. Whether that, I, I think that's going to have a massive. I think that's going to have a massive effect on it. I think they've got. They're going to want it more because obviously Par- Panthers won it last year, so there's that 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 little edge is gone. I think, mm-hmm. and the fact that. To double that down with Parramatta, I think they know that this is this is it. This is it for her. The premiership window is going to be shut for a couple of years after this. They're I've losing. Got their... I've got my last stat when when Clark is finished. Yeah. This they're, is a cracker. They're, they're losing a few too many for next year that I think it's going to shut for them, and I think they're going to know that. And that's going to, if they're going to win, it's because of that edge. But I'm going what, to. What... What's your specific score line? 36 nil, Paramount. <laughs> um, 20 to 10. 20 to 10 and Appy or Dylan Edwards, Clive Churchill. Okay. Nick, give us your predictions. Before I will... I've got the most important stat why Parramatta will win. Are you ready? Oh, we're ready. In 1986, Network 10 Australia began airing the famous TV show Neighbours. Guess what happened in 2022? That's right. It ceased. It's a foregone conclusion. It's a foregone conclusion. You know what? Can I just say something? You have not said... A foregone, con- a foregone conclusion since our first ever episode. You know that? Oh, well, mate, I didn't have these kind of stats with me. That was the Obviously. first thing, the first thing, the introduction of Nicholas Jeffrey Guild on the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast in March of 2021 was, it's a foregone conclusion. Now, the first three words, three words that you said, <laughs> it's a foregone No, four words. The first four words you said of the podcast, everyone go back to episode one. You'll hear it. Fun stat. That's right a fun on. stat. And well, you know what? Because of that, Paramount is gonna win. Because you said this is my this is my this is my prediction. I reckon it's gonna be really close. I don't think either team will get out of the twenties. I reckon it's gonna be sixteen fourteen Paris way. Clive Churchill. Um, I'm gonna say CG. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if he can back it up from last week. Oh, fair enough. Mate, it's going to be raining the whole week, which to me spells bad news for the Eels. Oh, big time. Um, it takes the offload away from them. 
uh, I think. Uh, some teams historically have brought out a different game plan for green finals. Um, what the Eels need to avoid uh, is what the Rabbitohs uh, fell into the trap of, is changing their game plan to try and you know, score points when they're desperate because it doesn't work. But the Rabbitohs had a bit of an excuse, I guess. Uh, I am worried for the Parramatta Eels uh, because of the rain. If it was a sunny, lovely 20-degree day, I think the scoreline would be a lot different. I think the game's going to be great. I don't think it's going to be an AFL-esque grand final, which was a fucking bludger, by the way. Um, It's going to be... Eighteen to ten, Penrith Panthers, and I am with Clarky. I think Appy Corusau is going to get the Clive Churchill Medal. But in saying that, Guilty, it would be great if all your stats came to fruition and the Parramatta Eagles won, because yeah, it's just great that it's a Western Sydney Grand Final. There's a bit of spice to it. I think it's going to be red hot and I think uh, the build up into it's going to be great. Um, the state championships back and the NRLW grand final, which the Parramatta Eels also made very, very spectacularly. But yeah, it's going to be a great we, day we, Sunday we won, boys. We won two games or in the grand final. That's yeah. We'll talk about that soon when Clarkie's away, but anyway, guilty. We're going to stop talking about the NRL now. So good luck to the Parramatta Eels. To the Penrith fans that listen to this podcast, good luck to you guys as well. Uh, you guys are going for the back-to-back uh, history-making record. Uh, Penrith, uh, sorry, Parramatta are going for history-breaking uh, longest drought in the history of the NRL. Uh, they're going to break it. They're going to try and break it. So good luck, Gildy. That's all I've got to say. Cross fingers. Cross fingers. All right, Nick. We've uh, let Clarkie step out for around the grounds for the umpteenth time this season. Uh, we are going to check in to the segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage, and we will start with the Super League Grand Final recap, something that gets little media attention in Australia that deserves more attention, in my opinion, as it is a professional rugby league competition uh, rugby league, in my opinion, before I get into this, needs to work together with all um, stakeholders, that being Super League and NRL. They should be working more together to grow the game of rugby league, as well as State of Origin, International Rugby League, and XYZ. But rant over. This was the 25th anniversary of the Super League. Records were broken. The first placed... St. Helens RLFC club defeated the fifth placed Leeds Rhinos 24 points to 12 for the saints. This was their fourth grand final win in a row with head coach Christian Wolf claiming three of those titles before he heads back home to Australia under the tutelage of Wayne Bennett as assistant coach of the NRL's brand new club, the dolphins based out of Moreton daily stadium in Redcliffe. St. Helens set a new record by winning Uh, Four titles in a row in the Super League era. Uh, That's not to say that's uh, an overall English rugby league record. Wigan won seven in a row in the 90s. For Leeds, this is a big one, Nick. Uh, 
Reese yep. Martin made his return from suspension and injury to yep. surpass Mason Linnell as the player to kick the most converted goals in a row in both the NRL and Super League with 38 goals and still counting. So he still has the record with an asterisk next to it. Fantastic, isn't it? Mate, it is. It's a big one. Mate, here's a question. What, like, he was a real flash in the pan at the dogs. Like, he, he came out of nowhere. He played mm-hmm. really well for, for a season or two, maybe yep. three. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he was just gone. Yep. Why didn't another team pick him up? I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. I thought he was. I, th- I think he's still good now. I know he's a bit older and less agile, but when he was in his prime, he was good at the Bulldogs. I loved him at the Bulldogs. I was upset when he left, but he's what it is. It's just the sliding doors moments, Nick. But to St. Helens, mate, four grand finals in a row, four grand finals in a row, Nick. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mate, summarising this match, St. Helens were clearly a class above Leeds. Uh, I didn't watch the game live. It was at three in the morning on Sunday. I purposely didn't find out the score so I could watch it um, fake live at eight in the morning when I woke up. Uh, I found the game during the game that Saints uh, were making more solid field position, basically every set. It didn't matter where they were pinned on the field. Leeds were struggling to replicate that. Uh, the speed of the ruck was owned by Saints. And I've, I've always said, if you run the ruck, you, if you win the ruck, you win the game. Um, Leeds had some adversity in the lead up. They didn't have Aiden Caesar. He was ruled out because of John Bateman's um, swinging arm in uh, the preliminary final against Wigan. So they didn't, they lost their main halfback. They were also missing David Fusitua and Harry Newman uh, with the latter set to be selected in England's Rugby League World Cup squad in the centres. David Fusitua is also going to be selected for Tonga. So they're missing three international quality players. Uh, for Saints, they were missing Alex Wormsley, who's a gun prop forward, who's also going to be picked for England. So they weren't exactly um, He's not healthy. playing for England. Wormsley, why? Because he's injured. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he would be picked for England. Yeah, no, he's he, yeah, you're right. He would be. But yeah. I was listening to um, Graham talk about it not long ago. And he's saying that he won't be coming out here because he's because of the injury. Mm, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Mate, Leeds, Rhinos, uh, they have not beaten St. Helens since March of 2018. So four years they haven't beaten that club. Like I said, to some, uh, to end our recap of this grand final, it's a big congratulations to St. Helens on their unprecedented achievement. Um, I don't care if the Super League is not as competitive as the NRL, I think any professional team that wins four championships in a row in any code deserves kudos. So congratulations, St. Helens, and to your fans. They're obviously very happy. I wish the Bulldogs won four in a row. I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, it'd be the best thing in the world. Um, Mate, also very quickly, uh, the Dally M's are tomorrow, uh, but the Man of Steel Award was was awarded uh, in the lead-up to the Super League Grand Final. That's the equivalent. And Brody Croft, who used to play for the Storm and the Broncos, now plays for Southford Red Devils. He won the Man of Steel so, Award. So is he coming? Look, I, I remember we were talking about it, or I can't remember if it was on air or not, but Newcastle are interested in him, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Or they not? are. They, they want him to break contract. So 
funnily, funnily enough about Newcastle being interested in Super League players, they wanted Bevan French. I said that he was going. Like, yeah, it's done deal. Like, he's coming over. And Wigan re-signed him, yeah. I think because yeah. his brother's come over from Australia to England. So I think he's sweet. He's like, yeah, I'll stay here. Yeah, right. He's got family over there now. Yeah. So Bevan French is not returning to the NRL, everyone. He's staying at Wigan for another season. I think another two seasons, actually. So, yeah. But, yes, Brody Croft, to answer your question, Nick, he's been courted by a lot of NRL clubs. If he leaves, is another story. I think he should stay another season in England because it's just great for his um confidence. How do you can run two man of steals? That'd be great. And then came back. That'd be great. Mate, I know Clarkie snickered last year, uh, last week when we said that, you know, he was the halfback of the year and now he's the – and he also laughed when, you know, and I think this is not fair, but he laughed when he won, you know, the Man of Steel Award. But, mate, mate he's good over he there. When to first grade at the Storm, he was considered the Cooper Cronk clone. Can you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. And, and and I feel that look, I don't, I don't, I know he didn't play well at the Broncos when they moved him on, but I don't think he was the reason they were losing it at Melbourne. He wasn't. I didn't think he was an issue. I've got a funny feeling there might have been something going on behind the scenes, personality-wise. Oh, mate, I, if if it was just at the Broncos, I I wouldn't be blaming Brody Croft because their club's in a bit of turmoil currently. There's a cultural issue there that they've gone away from in their winning decade. So. But yeah, there could have been an issue with Brody Croft at the storm, personality wise. But good on him, mate. Good on him. I'm glad he's bounced back. He's got a Jackson Hastings esque story. So anyway, over to the championship, Nick. That's UK's Division Two. As a reminder to everyone that's listening, the Batley Bulldogs, a part time team that plays in this division, came fifth in the regular season. Shockingly. They have defeated the Featherston Rovers 32 points to 28 in one of the biggest boilovers this season. The Bulldogs will be up against heavy favourites, Lee Centurions, in the million-pound game after Lee won their prelim fixture 70 points to 10 against York City Knights. So, Nick, if you have forgotten, and to all our listeners, if they are unaware... The million pound game is the grand final fixture for the championship division where the winner will be crowned premiers and will also gain promotion into the super league for 2023. This match will be played Monday, October 3rd, Australian Eastern Standard Time, a day after the NRL grand final. Um, Nick, we're both well aware that super league's 2022 wooden spooners in Toulouse Olympic have now been relegated. And in 2023, they're going to be playing in the championship division. But the question I have for you is, who's going to replace them in the Super League? Will it be the Lee Centurions or the Batley Bulldogs? Mate, it's going to be Lee. Mate, I think it's going to be an embarrassing scoreline. And like, mate, Lee won their prelim 70 to 10. They've got superstars galore on that side. Uh, Blake Ferguson is way too overqualified for that division. And I think they're going to smack them. I thought it was going to be a Lee Centurion's Featherston grand final, but it's just not meant to be. Featherston buckled and it's just how it is. But anyway, Nick, over to the NRLW, the semifinal results. Some good news again for the Parramatta Eels coming up here, but we'll go to game one firstly. 
The second place Knights defeated the third place Dragons 30 points to six. I feel mm-hmm. like the acquisitions of last season's Broncos pairing in Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton have turned the fortunes right around for last season's Wooden Spooners being the Knights who head into their first NRLW grand final in just their second season. Similarly, for game two, the fourth place Eels, they defeated the first place Roosters 24 points to 10. Now, this was a gigantic upset. A gigantic upset. The Parramatta Eels won one match in the regular season and... They won one is game, Nick. Is it an upset or were we just we were just planning our run for it's the right upset. time? It's an upset. <laughs> I'll answer and that question straight away. Again in the grand final. Look out, Newcastle. We're gonna spank you. Well, it'll be it'd be wild if they did that. Mate, that's twice now this has happened where I'm like, yeah, mate. Like I remember last year, I was like, Oh, the Broncos will beat the Roosters and they'll make their fourth grand final in a row. Didn't happen. This year, I'm like, oh, the Roosters are bloody going to win this undefeated. Didn't happen. So now it's an Eels Knights grand final. Mate, the Roosters were undefeated. They were full strength. They were the current premiers, and they failed to turn up. And did, uh, did the other dogs won. In the press conference? Sorry? Did any of them have a cry in the press conference? No, no tears. No yeah. tears. Just disappointment. So anyway, Parramatta like the Knights, will also be heading into their first NRLW Grand Final in just their second season as well. Um, But yeah, two Eels teams representing the club in Grand Finals on Grand Final Day is a great feat, Nick. Should be proud. I'm pretty proud. I mean, look, um, Penrith Penrith have got a few players. Few teams in grand finals this year. Though. They do, so, they do, and I will be talking about that soon. But for this one, Nick, uh, the Knights and the Eels, they're they're, they're going to be contesting the NRLW Grand Final. The kickoff time is three fifty-five PM, and it is the curtain raiser to the NRL Grand Final. Who are you tipping? Oh, beautiful! I'm tipping the Knights then. Tipping the Knights. I think the Broncos girls, the ex-Broncos girls will get them over. But, Nick, over to the men's yeah. major reserve grade competitions in Australia. Uh, we're going to start with New South Wales. So this was played as a doubleheader at Parramatta's Combank Stadium. The under-21s Jersey Flag Cup. The third-place Penrith Panthers defeated the second-place Newcastle Knights 19-18. to 18. Penrith were down. Fun. Sorry? Who came first? If that was third versus second, who came first? The Roosters. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, mate. The Panthers were down eighteen to six. Seven minutes were uh, left on the clock. They play seventy minutes, by the way, not eighty minutes, um, uh, which is fine, mate. Maverick Geyer, which is Mark Geyer's son, he scored near the post to bring the deficit to eighteen to twelve. Then there was about ninety seconds remaining. Newcastle attempted to score a try. Uh, to no avail. They they knocked the ball on. Then um, uh, the Penrith Panthers had one more set. I'm thinking, nah, this is done for. They ran the entire field. They scored a try from a spread as the buzzer went, sent the game into extra time, 10 minutes extra time. Uh, two field goals from Isaiah Katoa 
uh, from the Panthers and one from the Knights fullback. Uh, both misses. Uh, meant the game ended at 18 all after extra time. So the golden point period began after that. And I think it was in the 82nd or 83rd minute. The, again, Dolphins bound Isaiah Katoa. He slotted a 35-meter field goal to win the Panthers a famous Jersey flag premiership. Mate, I thought this game was insane. I watched it from start to finish on, embarrassingly, NSW RL TV. I'm glad they there was a stream for it. However, it should have been on KO or Channel 9. I just um, don't understand why those games aren't. Ridiculous. Even the, the New South Wales Cup, which... Last week it was on Channel Nine, free to air, and this week you can't even fucking find it on on any TV outlet. You had to watch it on Facebook Live. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're stuffed up. They're stubborn stuffed up. Anyway, um, mate, this was just the start of Panthers clubs, the, the Penrith clubs' fortunes. Uh, Isaiah Katoa, we shouted out to him um, after they won, and he responded. He said thanks. He appreciated our. Um, our feedback and our love for um, their grand final win. Uh, so he thanked us personally, which is which is uh, humbling. But mate, we wished him luck um, in his endeavours. He's going to be playing for Tonga and he's playing for the Dolphins next year. Hopefully, he'll make first grade next year. He's only seventeen. He'll be eighteen next year, so he's going to be a kid. So big career ahead of him, I think. Nick. Yeah. Look. Um... Even if he doesn't play first grade next year, um, he, he they've, they've earmarked him. He's someone they've earmarked for bigger and better things. So obviously Wayne Bennett knows what he's doing when he's picking these these young blokes. Well, mate, he's going to be under the tutelage of Bennett and Christian Wolf, and Wolf is going to be his coach for Tonga. So he's going to, I think he's going to be in safe hands. That's what I that's what I yep. believe. Mate, yep. over to the New South Wales Cup, another win for Penrith. They were second placed in this. Uh, in this division, they defeated the fourth place Canterbury Bulldogs twenty nine to twenty two. Nick, what did yeah. you make of this one? I uh, thought uh, Penrith skipped away early, yep. and then um, uh, the Bulldogs made a bit of a comeback. Were, look, just in this game, there were first graders right through both sides. Do you know what I mean? There's guys who played a lot of first grade in both these sides. Yeah, well, they, um, they had Kurt Falls as the Penrith 5'8". Uh, Sean O'Sullivan was a halfback. You had I mean, Brandon Wakeham. many games as, as Nathan Cleary this year in the first grade side. Yeah, mate, you, you had Brandon Wakeham, Jackson Topine, Jaden Ockenbaugh. Um, you, you had a... You had a um, even, even the blokes who had a little taste like Morin. Yeah, yeah. Well, was he was he in this game? Because he got he got injured last yeah, week. So nah, he definitely was. He played and Blacker yeah. from um, Blacker yeah, Eddie, and that, that Eddie Blacker. Yeah, Paul. Sorry, he's only a player. There's who a young was... bloke for 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 Penrith who got a who got a start against the Cowboys in the centers. He came off the bench, but he's not, his last name's Cole. I can't remember his first name, but yeah. he's going to be good. He he marked up against Alamotti. And Al, anyone who knows anything about um, the knock-on effect cup, Alamotti's been earmarked as the, the, the a big centre coming through. Like he's out of the same sort of year model as Suwali and Penasini. But this Cole kid, he, he was all over him. Mate, he had a great – I will – Plug Alamotti for a sec. He had a great game against Newtown Jets last week at Leichhardt Oval. He did. Okay, well, he must have left it all out in the tank in that game because he was 
he was look not having a crack at a bloke. We don't all play our best games every game. He didn't. He didn't do much because I watched him specifically because I know he's an up and comer. Mate, it was great to see Penrith's and Bulldogs' first grade sides turn up in the flesh to watch the reserve grade teams play. I thought that was a great touch from the clubs. Yeah. Um, but for Penrith, mate, they've won the New South Wales Cup, which is a reserve grade. Ron Massey Cup, uh, Division Three, they lost in the semis. Uh, both their clubs contested the grand final for the Sydney Shield, which is Division Four. That was St Mary's and the Penrith Brothers. Penrith won the under twenty ones Jersey Flag. They won the under eighteens SG Ball. They lost in the semis in the under sixteens Harold Mats. The NRL club they will contest the grand final against Pen- Parramatta this weekend. And a big stat for Penrith Nick is that they've only lost ten games in three seasons. That's a massive one. That's great. How many have they lost to Para? Oh, they lost to Para what three times, times, four times? So yeah, I think it's three. I think it's three. So hopefully they lose when it matters for your sake, my friend. Yeah. Um. Here's a, here's one. The, the other player I forgot to mention in that uh, Bulldogs versus uh, Penrith game was Declan Casey. Oh, I mate, like Declan. Mate, I gave him a ribbing when he first had that first game. He was putrid in his first NRL game, but when they continue to use him. He's one of the only players I've seen aim up against Latrell Mitchell, and um, he's going to be. He, he's a, he's a first grader. He's, you know, I've changed my mind after that first game, hmm. and I, he even stood out in this game. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you watch him out there. He played in the. He played the opposite center to Alamotti. Mate, um, yeah, he's got a future ahead of him, and he's going to stick with the club, which is great. Same as Jackson Topine. I'm happy about that. Harrison Edwards is another player, second row. Um, but mate, over to the Queensland Cup. Uh, their grand final saw the North Devils claim back-to-back premierships after defeating the Redcliffe Dolphins 16-10. to 10. So that's the Broncos feeder club defeating the Warriors feeder club. Next year, the Redcliffe Dolphins will obviously be the Dolphins feeder club. Um, but like I said, Gildy, at the start of the episode, Clarky was right last week. The winners of the New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup will finally face each other in the state championship. It was last contested in 2019 with Clint Newton claiming victory over the Burley Bears. 1.20 p.m. this Sunday, it will be a curtain raiser to the NRLW and NRL Grand Final, respectively, at a core stadium in Homebush. For New South Wales, it's the Penrith Panthers. For Queensland, it's the North Devils. Who have you got, Nick? Mate, I've got Penrith, I'll tell you why. I've been watching, I've been keeping an eye on this one player. He's the current captain of that side. Um, It's Jermaine Hopgood. Oh, he's mad. He's coming to Para next year, so yeah. I've got a. I've, I've just got a. I've got a, a vested interest to see what he's like, and he's the number one offloader in the game. He was lock of the year. Um, I think he was player of the year, the um, knock on effect player of the year. He was one so, of them. No, I think he got the player of the year. He was the knock on effect player of the year. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's good. Yeah, it's good for yeah. the club. Um, mate, so the last I'm, 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 I'm looking at Penrith to win it. Yeah. So am I, mate. I'm, I'm New picking South them. Wales versus Queensland, mate. New South Wales every day of the week. I'm picking them as well, my friend. And the last thing I'll bring up very quickly is recapping the results to the Prime Minister's 13 fixtures. In the women's game, Australia beat Papua New Guinea 64 to 6. And in the men's game, the Australian side defeated the Papua New Guinea side 64 to 14. But we will have more in-depth international talk next week. Nick, let's bring Clarky back. All right, boys, let's get into our final segment for episode 70. Welcome back, Clarky. You're away from around the grounds. 
we're going to play some trivia again. And Clarkie's running it. So take it away, my friend. All you. All right. In honour of <clears throat> tomorrow night's Dalian medal, for those who don't know, the Dalian medal is awarded each year to the player voted as the player of the year over the NRL regular season. Obviously named in honour of Herbert Henry Daly Messenger. The award has existed since 1979, but officially made the official award in 1998. So that's when we'll go back to, and I'm going to do it in order from most recent. Who wants to go first? Oh, I'm, going sec- I'm going second. Okay. Well, we're going to start off quite easy. 2021. Tom Trevoy. You get 20, it? <laughs> tw- correct. 2020. Daniel. Jack Wyden. Correct. Correct. Ooh. I'm just need to, I need to score these as I, as I go. 2019. Oh, shit. Tedesco. It was Tedesco. It was Tedesco. 2018, Daniel. Oh, Roger Tuovasashek. Correct. Oh, fuck yeah. These are good so far. 2017, Nicholas. <clears throat> um, I think it was Cameron Smith. It was Cameron Smith. Fucking hell, this is, this is good. 2016, Daniel. Um, uh, now it's gonna get hard. Um, yep. certainly is. Was it? This is an easy was one. It, Dan, was it Jason Tormalolo? Correct. And, and and Cooper Cronk. Correct. Fuck yeah! Fuck Let's man. go. Uh, 2015, Nicholas. Uh mate, I know this because <clears throat> I'll tell you why in a sec. It, it was Thurston. Correct. Uh, 2014, Daniel. Oh, who, who, who is it? I can, if he doesn't know. I can tell you if he doesn't know. Um, Jared Hayne. Oh, and, you said his name. Is it him? And? and oh, it's two. And, and, and. I knew that. And? No, I'll, I'll give you the... I'll, that's an easy hint to just say end because it's hard enough to get. And yeah. Cameron Smith. No. Uh, damn it. Who? The reason I knew it was first because he got two in a row. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one we've lost. Okay. Nicholas, 2013. Um, Billy Slater. I don't know. I really don't know. Cooper Cronk. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't 20, that. 2012. Ben Barber. Daniel. Yep. Back yeah, tied. Uh, 2011, Gildy. Billy Slater's got a 1-1 one, one round here. Billy Slater. <laughs> Billy Slater it is. Oh, fuck. Good on you, Gildy. 2010, Daniel. Todd Carney. That is Todd Carney. 20... Sorry, 2009, uh, 2009. So easy. <laughs> Jared Hayne. <laughs> <laughs> we said his name twice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, 2008, Daniel. Oh, jeez. Um, it's a hard one. Did you get this? Wait, oh, wait. Oh, was he playing? 
I don't, you know what? I think he was actually 2007. Matt Orford. It is Matt Orford. Fuck that's a yeah. good. That's let's, a fucking good one. Let's go, boys. <laughs> 2007, Nicholas. Mate, I don't know. The honest truth is, I don't know. Um, fuck. Um, who won in 2007? Still on one. Um, who they beat? Who they beat? Manly. Um, Three, two, one. Ah, got nothing. Don't know. Jonathan Thurston. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed second, that. Second of four. <clears throat> 2006, Daniel. Uh, who won then? The Broncos won then. Um, um, Darren Lockyer? Cameron Smith. Oh, okay. 2005, Nicholas. Isn't that amazing? Cameron Smith won one 11 years later. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. Um, I know well, I know. Thurston's one ran around here because he, he had to win his first one out of four. So 2005, Thurston, I guess. Jonathan Thurston, it oh, is. Oh, good on you, Nick. 2004. Uh, I'm thinking of a player. I'm thinking of two players, actually. I know 03's one. That's I'm not gonna say it. Um was it Preston Campbell? Oh Danny Badiris. Fuck, I was gonna say Danny Badiris. I I knew it. I, oh my god. It's so annoying. Nicholas Gill, two thousand and three. Mate, there wasn't one in two thousand three. Yeah, Nick ah, got it. He gotcha. Good one, Gilby. He gotcha. That was a fucking trick for. But it should have been Andrew Johns. No, it should have been Craig Gower. Craig Gower. Oh, Craig Gower. Gower. It should have been Craig Gower. You're right. You're right. You're right. Two thousand and two. Preston Campbell. Just before you go, just before you go yeah. Is just before you say yes or no on that. Did they didn't didn't they campaign to get Gower at the middle? Yeah, and it didn't. The NRL come. come out and said no. Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, Weird. It's a, I don't know. Two thousand two, Daniel. Preston Campbell. Andrew Johns. Fuck. 2001, Nicholas. Well, I know that Preston Campbell won one. So Preston Campbell. Preston Campbell Fuck. it is. That's bullshit. <laughs> Almost an unassailable lead. 2000. Are you going back all the way to 1980? 1998. 1998. Oh, I was going to say, geez, because I struggled after this. Um, nah, nah. 2000, 2000. Um, it's a different one. Um, uh, I'm gonna say it's a Broncos player, and it's gonna be um, it's gonna be <laughs> oh my god, three, two, one, Alfie Langer, Trent Barrett. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. was a bit late for Alfie. Yeah. He won it in 96. Uh, Nicholas, 1999. Well, Johns hasn't hasn't won any yet, has he? Johns. He's won one. John, well, he won three, four or three? <clears throat> I think he won I'm... four. No, he won three because Thurston won four. All right, well, Johns. Andrew Johns it is. <sighs> and the very Damn. first official winner, Daniel... Um, 1998. Oh, jeez. Broncos won. 
Dogs beat Para because they had poor carriage. Um, uh, poor carriage had a bad game in 1998. Poor carriage was really bad in that game. So it wasn't poor carriage. Um, yeah, it was Brad Fittler. I got no idea. Brad Fittler's never won one. It's Andrew Johns. We just Fuck. spoke about that he won. Me dead. I'm a dickhead. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Daniel, you got six. Gil, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. on you, Nick. Yeah. There you go. Mine were harder, you know, Nick. You know, I'll be honest. You gave me a few there, Dan. You said, you said a guy. I go, oh, yeah, that, that, that's a name that I. <laughs> <laughs> you got the good one. Nick got the, you got the 2003. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a beauty. I almost went. Uh, my options were Clive Churchill, medalists. Um, the I was going to go wooden spooners, but then Emily reminded me that um, it was Dalliums tomorrow night, so I thought we'd go with that. Yeah, wooden yeah. spooners would have been fucked. <laughs> um, boys, that's it for today's episode. Next week, uh, we're going to be like a, as a reminder, we're going to be delving into our crystal ball predictions. So revisiting those crystal ball predictions that we made in March. Uh, we're also going to delve into the defectors and uh, squads for the rugby league world cup. Australia is going to be named this week. We're we, going to talk about the Dally M's, talk, as well, the M's as we, well. And we might talk about that game that's on Sunday. We might talk about the NRL. Yeah. The, the grand, the final. grand final. The NRLW Grand Final and the State Championship, which hasn't been played since 2019. Uh, the NRL Grand Final, I'm anticipating, is going to be a cracking Grand Final. Uh, and we're also looking to organising our preview of the Rugby League World Cup with Michael Carboni from Chasing Kangaroos. And, yeah, Clarkie, we just lost Guilty. So I'm going to invite him back because he's a steel pit. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, everyone. Uh, we've lost uh, Nicholas Guild. He's out. <laughs> I don't know what he's done. Um, I cut out. It's like cut, he did. He did. He doesn't want to end this fabulous episode. Oh, there he is. He's back. Nick. Oh, wait, hold on. His audio's connecting. Nick, you're back. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. We're still <clears> recording. <throat> We're not going to edit nothing. We're Joe Roganing this one. Yep, sorry. But good luck on Sunday, Nick. Thanks, mate. I, I, I don't even know who I'm actually going for, to be fair. Like, obviously, it's, well, it's a hard Penrith. one. It's I live in Penrith, and but I, you know what? I'll know when it kicks off. I know who I'll, I don't know who I'll, whoever I cheer for, that's who I'm going for. And, um, but probably deep down, I probably do want Para to win. It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm leaning more towards Para. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be because, uh, the Eels fans were chanting to read Marnie. Uh, in Parramatta, fuck the Bulldogs. So I should probably not go for them, but I I, I have a soft spot for them, believe it or not. But uh, boys, thank you for coming on again. It's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Akasha, Rusty Penny and the Aryan Co. And to everyone tuning into episode 70 and our previous 69 episodes because we're just going from strength to strength on the rug on our rugby league podcast, and we thank you all for tuning in every week. Um, it drives us, the three of us, to keep doing it, and we can't wait to preview the grand final. Sorry, review the grand final next week. But that's a wrap from us here. 
go the Bulldogs and fuck the Kangaroos. Glory, glory. I wish I was singing that on Saturday night, but um, yeah. Again, good luck, Mick. Thanks, Brian. Go the Eels. And go the Snakes, but go the Eels more. Yeah, <laughs> let's go, Nicky boy. Let's go. G up, son. Let's go. <laughs>